Welcome to Know Your Risk Radio on 97.3 Cairo FM and AM 770 KTTH. Know Your Risk Radio is hosted by Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. Whether it's preservation of capital or an aggressive growth strategy, every investor needs a clearly defined risk profile. Know Your Risk Radio is brought to you by Bulwark Capital, helping families navigate the ever-changing and often volatile markets. Know Your Risk Radio starts now. Here's your host, Zach Abraham. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for another of the most scintillating hours in finance. And no, if you're just hearing us for the first time, we don't really take it that seriously. But what I will say, there's just not a lot of, right? It's the one horse race joke that I always make or one horse race. Yeah. There's not a lot of competition. So it's a win by default. I'll take it. And it's like, it's like, uh, you know, win by forfeiture. As long as there's a W man, <laughs> we'll take it. So anyway, uh, Guys, we got a great sh- well, I think it's a great show. Got a great show planned for you today. Um whew, there's a lot to cover. Um you know, I'll go back to the same old thing, right? What were we talking about all last year? Knife fight. If you want to know what a knife fight looks like, look at this market. Over the last 2 weeks. Um I will tell you guys the same thing I told our clients last October. I've talked about that letter we sent out to our clients. It was entitled Buy Dirt. We just thought it was time to really go into the inflationary stuff and, you know, look for values, look for good cash flows, things like that. But it was really time to, you know, in our opinions, in our value portfolio, kind of steel ourselves against outside forces and be disciplined investors and, um, you know, try to skate where the puck is going, as Gretzky used to say. Uh, And we told them that, look, despite the fact that all the economic winds are blowing in our favor, and despite the fact that we think oil is going to go sharply higher over the near term and over the longer term, uh, so far that's playing out. We sent that letter out. I think oil was at 60 or something like that. Today we're at 87. Um, but I told them it's not going to be a smooth ride. It's going to be bumpy. And I think, guys, to give you a really good idea. Now, there's those of you out there go, oh, oil stocks are crap. You know, but I, I'm just using this as an analogy. Um, and I understand, I understand the anti-oil company pose. Okay. I get it. Um, and I'm sympathetic to some degree, right? Though it's, it's, those are not the companies that are going to drive innovation forward or drive us forward in the next 21st century or, or excuse me, in the, in the, at the end of the, toward the end of the 21st century. Okay. But power is real. Power is needed. Power generation is sort of important. And there becomes a point, regardless of what you may think of the investment, that let me just tell you, okay, no one's focused on this right now and certainly hasn't been for the last, most of the last 10 years and and not at all over the last two. Okay, but investing is, by its very nature, inextricably linked to profitability and cash flows. Investing is buying a future cash flow, period. And one of the ways that you can tell, one of the ways that you can, so, so, and we're, and we're going to get the market update, but I just want to show you, I want to, I want to set this up so you understand why I think that there are things that you should be listening to in this market right now, but there are also things that you need to mute out. Okay. When you look at the price of oil rise, unless you've been invested with the stocks, you'd probably think that over the last four or five months, these oil stocks are up maybe, you know, 50%. Um, I don't know what I got to look at the number over the last five months, but I can tell you in the last month was last month, maybe, maybe it's five weeks, but four to five weeks oils up 22%, 23% oil stocks are essentially flat over that same period of time. Okay. If you're looking for a reason, there isn't one. And, and here, and this is what I was going to say. That's an analogy of how, you know, chaotic this market is, how it doesn't make a lot of sense. But this is the kind of disruption you'd expect to see when a sector that's dominated the market for so long starts rolling over in tech. Now, I'm not saying it's rolling over as, you know, it's the beginning of a 50 or 60% decline. I'm just saying, you look at the chart with the NASDAQ, you had a clear support level at 14,200 14, that had been very reliable support and you'd bounce pretty significantly off of at least the last three or four times. You broke through it and you had a pretty free Free fall drop to 13.3, 13.5. That's what you'd expect. 
You look at the chart, it looks kind of like the next stop is 12.5. I don't know that for sure, though. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is, this is just chaos right now. But where are the advantages? Going back to the oil stocks, uh, I had several clients ask me, Zach, how do you know? Like, look, you know, they're with me. They're like, yeah, we get it. Oil price, you know, the oil stocks, it's a place to go. But, you know, why are they not going up? And, and if they're not going up, you know, how do we know that they ever will? Maybe they just don't care. Okay, I would be lying to you if I told you that I didn't have those thoughts sometimes and I didn't have fears like that. What I will tell you is this. Every time I have ever been in a situation where I asked that question and I didn't buy the stock, I regretted it. Okay? We were looking at one of our companies today that was, that's, a, that's around a $3.5 billion company. If you look at where oil is right now, so we bought it for $3.5 billion. If you look at where oil is right now, if it holds at this level, they'll make about $1.5 billion in profit this year alone. Okay, so a $3.5 billion company throwing off $1.5 billion in profit. And everybody's like, yeah, but you know, oil's going to go back down and they can't drill for more. What if that CEO came out and said he's going to take that $1.5 billion and buy Bitcoin and Tesla stock? What do you think the stock would do? It'd probably go nuts, right? It'd probably go up four or five times. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this to illuminate the insanity of the environment we are in. Because we as investors have to avoid cognitive dissonance, right? What is cognitive dissonance? Cognitive dissonance is when things are changing around you but they're changing slow enough to where you don't really notice it, right? It's the old adage of the frog in water. You know, you throw a frog into boiling water, he jumps right out, right? If you, if you put him in lukewarm water, warm it up over time, cook him slowly. He'll stay right in there for you. It's like a jacuzzi, right? So that's cognitive dissonance. And it happens in markets, right? Sit there and go, I heard this the other day. And this, look, look, this could be true, but I just, I, I want to use this as an example. Heard this the other day. Look, that stock's gotten cheap. It's only trading at 12 times revenue. Now that guy could end up being correct. Okay. What I will tell you is that there is no period in time where buying something at 12 times revenue actually proved itself as cheap. Now, could you have bought something at 12 times revenue and made a lot of money? Yeah. Yeah. But over the long run, it doesn't typically play out well. And I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to let that comment bait me into talking about ARC and Tesla and Kathy Wood yet. I'm not going to beat up on them again, but I want to use an, I want to use them as a comparison to kind of show you the value of risk management. We're going to get into that in a, in a, in a, in a, in a further you know, next segment. I think, yeah, we've got that dial up for the next segment, yes. But just the importance of risk management, I think it's also going to be a wonderful segment for you to listen to to look at cognitive dissonance. How we as investors see things that we know can't last. We see things that are too good to be true. But if the price continues to go up, right, we, we capitulate. We don't want to miss the party. And like I said, I'm sympathetic to that, guys. I really am. It, 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 you know, professional investors like me try, well, we know, yeah, it's not true. And, and the reason why we get it is usually a different reason. Right? The reason we get it is the professional risk side of it, meaning we don't want to underperform too bad. And so that puts us as managers in a tough place because we know if we underperform too much, we'll get clients to leave us. But we also know that if you're playing it correctly, right, when you're at market turns, think of the turn in 99 or the thir- turn in 2008. If you're playing it correctly, it probably won't feel good for a while, right? It's like investing in, in value stocks back in 1999. You felt like a schmuck. The trick is knowing the difference between the two, and that's hard. I have clients. We, <clears throat> I've always told you guys, I'll tell you about the wins and the losses. Uh, with the drop in oil, um, we got hit at the end of last year. I think I talked about this. It wasn't crazy, but I mean, we were down probably overall between two both portfolios. We were probably down 8% there at the end. We still finished with a respectable year. Um, but what happened is it just seesawed. So the, 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 the inflationary stuff that we were in got pummeled when the Omicron variant came out. 
and then the money went back into tech. This year, it's flipped. So that underperformance we had that last year, I think the S&P is down 10 on the year, something like that, 10 and a half. Our portfolios are down three and a half to four. So we got that, that outperformance back, most of it. But that's just, you know, that's kind of the chaotic nature of this thing right now. It's, it's, a, it's a wild bull. Um, and I think, like I was saying earlier, you know, this, well, we've been saying it for a year and a half now. It's just going to, this, I think we're getting closer to a resolution. The reason why I say that is you're seeing those commodities really at this, till the, up until now, holding their bids, moving higher. Um, you heard what the Fed had to say, the Fed minutes. Um, I was shocked by the GDP print. We're going to get into that later too. That was way hotter than I thought it was going to be. Um, and that GDP print suggests we've got more inflation, right, uh, coming at us. When you print that hot, especially during Omicron, and remember, when, when we get these variants in, you're gonna, they're going to act, they're going to have a little bit of a wet blanket effect. You could see it during Delta. You could see it at the beginning here of Omicron. So if you're printing at 7% on GDP, I think you're probably running hotter than that. And, um, you know, you're coming right off. I think that, you know, Britain just listed, lifted their mask mandates. I think we're at the end of this thing, guys. I think these economies open back up. And then you're heading right into summer and, and, and summer driving season with oil supplies this tight. I, whew, it just looks like this stuff could really, really rip. The supplies are still so tight. Um, man, it's crazy out there. Okay, what, what else are we going to discuss? Um, today, on Friday, we record the show on Friday. Market looks like it's having a good day. Uh, you can't really read into this move, guys, because Apple, right? It's the biggest company in the world. When Apple is up 6%, it's almost impossible for these things to be down. Okay, so if you look at the NASDAQ, it's virtually all Apple. You look at the S&P, it is mostly Apple, getting helped by some of the other things. And you look at the Dow, it's virtually all Apple. Um, so... Not, it's certainly not a bad day. I'm just saying, I, I don't, you know, people are like, oh, look at the NASDAQ. I, I don't think you can take anything from today on the NASDAQ movement because this is just one stock and Apple's, you know, a $2.8 trillion company. So it throws a lot of weight around. Um, so that, you know, today is kind of, is a tough one to judge. Um, but I will say this, I mean, this is an unhealthy market. Doesn't mean it's about ready to collapse. I'm just saying this is not a healthy market. Um, and, and you can see it, guys, just in the swings. Markets that are healthy and that are on good footing, you don't see swing. I mean, the volatility just continues. It's stupefying. You're sitting here watching a portfolio. We watched our value portfolio that has hedges on. It's, it's got cash. I mean, we're defensively positioned and, and holding up really well. You know, we're, we're, we're down a little bit. Market's down 10 and a half or something like that. We're down, value's down four. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, but what I'm saying is you could, even us, defensively positioned as we were, you could see 50 basis point swings, 60 basis point swings in, you know, 90 seconds. So anyway, um, okay, guys, now stick with us through break. We got to, we got to tie it up here. But when we come back, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to visit a couple other things in the market that I want to address that I didn't get to as far as market update stuff goes. And then we're going to discuss risk management. Okay. And I'm going to give you a practical reason of why risk management is valuable and why it will make you more money, not less. I don't want you to miss it. And as always guys, if you want portfolios that are guarded during times like these, it's kind of nervous out there, right? If you want active management, if you want people whose livelihood is tied to the performance of your portfolio and that know what they're doing and that can insulate you from losses, and they can build you a portfolio that's got less fees, more upside potential, and way less risk. Kind of sounds good. If you don't want half your portfolio tied to bonds while interest rates are rising and be locked into a guaranteed loser, give us a call, 866-779-RISK and 866-779-RISK. Go to the radio show website, knowyourriskradio.com, boardcapitalmanagement.com. You guys know the drill. You can also follow me on Twitter, at KWR Radio. Going to take a quick break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach discuss key investment strategies across several asset classes, not just stocks and bonds. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Are your finances and investments well-positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's free live webinar Thursday, February 24th at 3 o'clock. Zach, what will we learn? Dory, the core of our investment and retirement planning process is protecting portfolios against major losses while still growing assets. In our live webinar, I'll explain how we do it and answer some big questions like, do I have enough to retire? When should I take Social Security? 
Do I need estate planning or long-term care? And why are investment strategies like the basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio outdated and a risk in today's inflationary environment? Learn how our risk management strategy can protect your retirement. Zach Abraham's free live webinar is 3 p.m. Thursday, February 24th. Space is limited, so reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we are back. Thank you for sticking with us. All right, so a couple other things we wanted to address. Uh, <clears throat> oil and Nat Gas. Uh, Nat Gas had a big move yesterday. If you are in Nat Gas, guys, and you see this move right here, especially if you own any options on it, these are the kind of moves you want to take some profit off the table on. Doesn't mean Nat Gas couldn't go to 10. Doesn't mean it can go to 12. When you look at that setup, we still think it has that parabolic uh, capability based on you know supply and demand and all that kind of stuff. Although I will say that's kind of putting the damper on the on the party for 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 Nagas a little bit is uh, winter has not been as cold as we thought it might be and you, you just look at the chart on that thing that thing is it's vicious just insane movements and part of the reasons for that is it's so impacted by weather right and we all know how crazy weather can gyrate and do stuff so you're probably you're and you're probably seeing I would think that some of that pressure on Nagas is reflective of. Uh, I think you got a big storm that's being expected on the Northeast. I want to say a Nor'easter coming in. So that's, that's probably a lot of it would be my guess. Um, but in general, guys, do not let days like today make you feel overly confident. Um, like I said, you, the majority of what you see here in the market right now is Apple. And you look at um, indexes like the NASDAQ, they are still in danger territory. They have broken lower support. Doesn't mean they're going to plummet, but the, we, the, you the, just don't let a day like the, today think you're out of the woods. Um, so anyway, we, okay, risk management. You guys hear us talk about risk management all the time, okay? And and let's do a little, you know, post-mortem here. And l- let's go over why we think risk management is so important and why it will enhance your returns and why it is imperative that we stay disciplined and stick to our guns and don't start chasing well, you're chasing squirrels, right? <laughs> Let's take, take my dog for a walk. If she sees a squirrel, man, she is gone. Um, loves him. His dog is squirrel obsessed. Anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked there. Um, <clears throat> but, but why is risk management so important? So we all know the story of ARK. We've been talking about ARK and Tesla and all that kind of stuff, right? For those of you that don't know, ARK is run by somebody named Kathy Wood. And you pull her up. Um, she really, her name got big because she's been a big Tesla proponent from the beginning. Um, and it's been dead on the money as far as Tesla goes. And, uh, so far, so far. Um, and if you go back to 2010 or 2020, right? So from right before COVID, um, she'd had good performance up until then, but she really blew up. So, uh, from, from January one before COVID to, it was like February of last year. Um, she was up something like I, I, I about 158% over the same period of time that market was up 60. Okay. So it just blew the market away and all the Kathy Wood supporters and the Tesla people are all, Oh, you know, just right. It's that's amazing performance. They're worshiping the ground she walked on. And we've been telling you all along that she will give it up. Okay. She's going to get hammered and it's probably going to be ugly. Why did we say that? Cause that's what always happens. Then you looked at the stocks that she made all that money in. She, and, and this is no knock on her, right? But in my view, she was just sitting on the train tracks and got lucky enough for the train to come by, right? Like it's, she just, she caught a wave. Okay, now she was the godfather, right? The, the, the anointed child of Wall Street just 12 months ago. Since then, the fund hit 158. It's currently trading around 68. Okay, so you're looking at... Uh, what is that? About a 65% loss. Okay. So now you go back and look at her performance. Remember she outperformed the market by so much. Look at her performance and she is up about, I want to say it's either 18 to 20% over the same period of time. The market's up 36, which incidentally is right around the level that our stuff is up. Uh, now we're climbing. We're outperforming again this year. So we're getting some of that outperformance back. But anyway, I, we're not talking about ours. 
Right, so that big that big move, right? You're worshiping her because she just made 158 percent in in two years. Amazing! It's already gone, and now you've underperformed the market significantly over that period of time. And I hate to break it to you guys, those stocks have gone down in price in her portfolio. They've gone down in price. They ain't cheap. <laughs> They're still not cheap. A lot of these names could easily bleed another 50 to 60 percent, if not more. So why is that important? Well, if let's be fair, because I don't really think it's fair to comp her to the value portfolio because I could sit there and pound my chest and say I've outperformed her now over the last two years, which I have. But it's a totally different kind of stock. Right? There's other stuff going. I think it's more appropriate to comp her to, to our momentum portfolio, right? Because that's kind of how she's investing. Right? She's not paying attention to earnings and stuff like that. She's counting on innovation to carry it forward, right? So let's compare her to the momentum portfolio. If we look at the same period of time, so from 2000, the beginning of 2020 to when she peaked in 2021, she was up 158. Momentum portfolio was up about, uh, let's see, 30, 40. Momentum portfolio, I think, was up about 65 over that same period of time. Okay, so she more, more than doubled the performance. Okay, now, since it's high, the momentum portfolio has given up about 8% back. Okay, she's giving back 65. So now you go do the numbers over that period of time. I believe our momentum portfolio, no, he bled a little more back. Maybe it wasn't up quite that much. Momentum over that same period of time right now is up about 44, 45%. Like I said, she's up 18 to 20. Momentum is still 10% ahead of the market uh, over those two years. So it, it's beat the market pretty handily. And it's up a lot more than that because it was up massively in 2019. Beat the market by big numbers that year too. But my point is, we in the upsurge, in the momentum portfolio, right? We were the dogs. They were the hero. The difference is the momentum portfolio has a defensive strategy, right? When those things start breaking down, it unloads them. What is the net impact? We're sitting up about 45 over that period of time because of risk management. She's up 18 to 20. It's not just the gains, guys. You've heard me talk about this for so long. And now I'm throwing solid examples in front of you that we were telling you were going to happen. It is not just the gains. If you can't hold them, you don't have them. If you're not managing risk, you will give it back. It's only a matter of time, right? What do you need? Well, right now, I think you need a diversified portfolio that's got exposure to many different things and a lot more exposure than most you have toward inflationary things. But most importantly, in a market that that's crazy, where oil can go up 23% and oil stocks don't move, what should you glean from that? Shouldn't glean anything about oil stocks. You should glean that this market is irrational. What does that mean? It means you need a defensive strategy in case things go berserk, right? Who does that? We do. We can deliver you a portfolio that is risk managed with less risk, less cost, more upside. Guys, give us a call. 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. Go to the radio show website, knowyourriskradio.com, bulwarkcapitalmanagement.com. Sign up for the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at KYR Radio Risk Management. Guys, don't roll through this crazy period of time naked. Call us. We'll help you out. And stick with us through the break, guys. We got a special guest coming on. Um, not really finance related, but bear with me just because it's a special message from a special guy that I really want you guys to hear and I want you to be aware of it. So uh, that's coming up in the bottom of the hour uh, toward the end of the show, but you're not going to want to miss that one. We'll be right back. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. Do better in bull markets. Do better in bear markets. Pay less fees in all markets. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. You can subscribe to Zach's free newsletter, The Bulwark Insider Report, at knowyourriskradio.com. Are your finances and investments well-positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's free live webinar Thursday, February 24th at 3 o'clock. Zach, what will we learn? Dory, the core of our investment and retirement planning process is protecting portfolios against major losses while still growing assets. In our live webinar, I'll explain how we do it and answer some big questions like, do I have enough to retire? When should I take Social Security? Do I need estate planning or long-term care? And why are investment strategies like the basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio outdated and a risk in today's inflationary environment? Learn how our risk management strategy can protect your retirement. 
Zach Abraham's free live webinar is 3 p.m. Thursday, February 24th. Space is limited, so reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we are back. All right, let's visit macroeconomic land. Let's look at what's going on. And why, why do we want to do that? Um, well, because we had a Fed meeting this week, right? Everybody's wondering what's going on with rates and inflation and all that kind of stuff. And what did the Fed say? So the Fed came out. I, I don't know why. I'm a sucker, I guess. I thought the Fed would hike 25 basis points. Now, let me lay out for you why I thought that. Again, I'll, I'll tell you when we get it wrong. Um, I thought the hike, I thought the fed would hike 25 basis points because I thought the pain of that hike was already built in. Okay. What I mean by that is this correction you've had in tech stocks. That is the pain that you would expect. In my opinion, this is the market pricing in a rate hike. And I guess if the fed delivers the rate hike at the next meeting, which they alluded to, which they need to. Um, I guess it would be the same thing. I just really think that they missed an opportunity here. And first of all, 25 basis points doesn't materially change anything. And when the market's already priced that in, you've already endured the pain of it. Why wouldn't you just do it? Well, I'll tell you why. I don't know for sure. It's not like I called these guys and talked to them. But it's just more reinforcement to me, guys, that for those of you that don't think the Fed cares about the stock market, I think it's almost the only thing they're looking at. There's no other reason you wouldn't hike. Why do I say that? Well, because they're worried about inflation, right? They have help on the inflationary front right now with Omicron. Right? Think of how many people are still really afraid of Omicron, right? Think of how many countries are still locked down. They got re-locked down because of Omicron. Now that's starting to change because people are realizing it's not that serious. My whole point is, is that, and we saw this with the Delta variant as well. New wave comes out. A lot of people get scared and don't go out. The amazing thing to me is that despite that wet blanket effect of Omicron, you still grew at 7%. Okay, now does that, and let's try to digest that a little bit. Does that mean, holy smokes, our economy is growing at 7%? No, it doesn't. Okay, because GDP captures inflation. What is the real growth rate? I mean, economically speaking right now, it's zero. Right? How do we get the real growth rate? You take growth minus inflation. Inflation is the growth right now, essentially. Right? And that's, that's what's kind of so crazy to me that they didn't hike. And we'll see. Maybe they'll end up being right. Maybe some economic weakness is coming this way. I just don't see it. And I don't see where it's going to come from. I mean, except higher rates, of course. But, uh, it, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, it's not a head scratcher. These guys have been supporting this market and pushing this bubble the entire time. I've also said that I think that they're in so deep that they can't stop. That's more confirmation. You didn't even get a 25 bit hike. But, you know, that's the other thing is they came, you know, that going back to that GDP print, why I think that's so important, guys, is what is that going to look like? Right. If you've got all of these breaks right now on the economy and you do there's still places that are really shut down right but that's changing it's opening up and the fact that you're printing that hot even with that like i said that wet blanket effect watch out for spring i mean i you don't want to make any wild prognostications but based on that you know i think and i didn't think i'd say this this year but and I haven't dug through it, so so let me let me let me put that caveat in there. But based off that GDP print, I think you could see ten percent inflation this year. Because I think here's the other thing I think, guys. I think people are really, and I know they are. I'm listening to people talk about it in the business, and we'll see who's right. I think people are really underplaying the impact, not lasting, right? But the impact that another strain, right, another wave has. And I think this wave will be less than Delta because I think people are right. More people are getting tired of, you know, still reacting to it and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I would expect with each role, with each one of these variants, if new ones come out, 
I would think they'd have less and less economic impact. That makes sense. But that being said, I just, yeah. And then you, then you look at the Fed dropping the word transitory, like saying that, you know, inflation's here, but it's going to go away quick. It'll just be interesting to see where we are. Some of this stuff, like we've said from the beginning, some of the stuff's going to sort itself out with supply chains, but it'll be really interesting to see what these GDP and inflation prints look like when there isn't any restrictions on the economy. And I really think by way of, by, by the way you're going, I really think that, mm, I don't know, I'm sitting here debating with myself. I, just, I don't see that whole economic weakness thing. And it's, it, 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 there's clearly damage to the underlying economy. Don't get me wrong, right? And we've just kind of papered over it with printed money. There's no question about that. But when you look at consumer balance sheets, I think, I think the economic weakness that they're seeing is all Omicron. And I think it's people running out of stimulus money and they're going to have to go back to work. Right. But when they go back to work, guys, what are they going back to? They're going back to jobs that are paying 50 to, you know, 50% more than they were prior. I just, I don't see, I, when you look at labor markets that tight and wages jumping that much, social security going up, I, I don't see any slowdown here. Not on the inflationary front. I mean, to me, it looks like, you know, then the Fed's not raising. I'm just sitting there going, you know, Jeremy Grantham came out too and said that uh, the famous fund manager, GMO, um, it came out and he said that he thinks the Fed is seriously behind the eight ball and is going to have to hike rapidly to catch up. If, if, that, if that occurs, if they're right and the Fed has to hike quicker than they want to, ooh. and we've said all, I, look, and eventually this is going to play out, guys. We've said all along, the Fed has painted themselves into a corner. The longer you stay at 0% interest rates, the more debt you build up at impossible, you know, rates that are ridiculously low. When you rise interest, when you raise interest rates, everybody's borrowing costs go up. And when you're coming from essentially 0% borrowing costs, when you go to 2%, that's a big deal. That's a 200% increase. Not really, but you get what I'm saying, right? If you go from 2% to 4%, that doesn't sound like a lot. That's a double in your borrowing costs. When you look at the level of debt out there, if you don't think that that's going to have a seriously negative impact on the economy, I got another thing to sell you. So the, we got to keep our eyes on the inflation print. We got to keep our eyes on the GDP print. And, and we got to keep our eyes on that data very clearly. We got to look at commodities. The, the guys, this game is changing right in front of you. You're seeing the examples with the Kathy Woodstocks. You're seeing the examples with the NASDAQ breaking support. You see the NASDAQ today up 1% with Apple up 5.8, 6%. Guys, this ain't a big rally day. Once again, this is all Apple. You're not out of the woods yet. What do you need? Risk management, guys. Markets down 10 this year. Our portfolios together are down four. Okay, I wish we were positive, but I'd rather be down four than 10. We had great years last year. Look, you don't have to take the pain. Call us, 866-779-RISK, and 866-779-RISK. Go to the radio show website, knowyourriskradio.com. Stick with us in the next segment. I've got a special guest coming on for an interview. Don't want you to miss it. It's a great story, and I hope some of you get involved like we are. So stick with us through the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe to know, at knowyourriskradio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach uncover the truth about the financial markets with simple and honest advice to help you plan for retirement. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. And Zach, I know you and Bulwark are laser-focused on risk management. What is the biggest risk right now? Ironically, bonds. Really? Why? Because of all this money printing and the fact that we're still at zero interest rates, it's likely to create some serious inflation. And inflation crushes bonds. If your portfolio has a significant portion in bonds, you may need a bond replacement strategy now. Get our free booklet, Common Sense Investing, to learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy that shows you how to protect your retirement against loss, but still seek market gains. Our goal is the highest returns with the least amount of risk and cost. Call now for your free copy of Zach's new version of Common Sense Investing. Learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Are your finances and investments well positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's free live webinar Thursday, February 24th at 3 o'clock. Zach, what will we learn? 
Dory, the core of our investment and retirement planning process is protecting portfolios against major losses while still growing assets. In our live webinar, I'll explain how we do it and answer some big questions like, do I have enough to retire? When should I take Social Security? Do I need estate planning or long-term care? And why are investment strategies like the basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio outdated and a risk in today's inflationary environment? Learn how our risk management strategy can protect your retirement. Zach Abraham's free live webinar is 3 p.m. Thursday, February 24th. Space is limited, so reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Every day, there's a new headline. Major corporations require mandatory vaccinations. And these mandates have a lot of people thinking about early retirement. If you're exploring your options, listen up. It's Dory Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital, host of Know Your Risk Radio. And Zach, this is a big, life-changing decision. It's a huge decision. A lot of people don't know if they can retire or when they can retire. In fact, many Boeing employees contacted us for their VLO early retirement decision last year, and most didn't think they were able to retire. But more than half of them could. Look, the last thing you want in a time like this is to leave your portfolio vulnerable. And that's why we emphasize risk management. We have the experience to guide you through the numbers and show you when it's your right time to retire. Don't you want to know? Call Zach now and find out. 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we are back. Thank you so much for joining us. And a little bit of break from the norm here. Uh, We usually have interview segments, but we almost almost always do them with people in the world of finance. It's an investing show. Um, But I I came across uh, the the gentleman that's going to be joining us and and is with us here um, probably about a year ago. And I've been watching what he's doing, and it really resonated with me. And I think he's doing God's work exactly where it needs to be done. Uh, reaching out to the segment society that I think needed the most. And um, he's making a heck of an impact, especially at his relatively young age, certainly not too young to be making a big impact. But before I get into it too much, I, I think it's best to hear it from him. So I want to welcome King Randall to the show, and he's the the founder of the TheXForBoys.org, uh, operating out of Georgia in some of the poorest and beaten, most beaten down areas of Georgia. And I think what he's doing is incredible. Um, I am personally involved and, and, and working on getting even more involved. And it's just something that we want to shine more light on because a lot of negativity out there, but there's great people doing great things. And, um, you know, I think we want to start highlighting those kind of things on the show on a little bit more regular basis. And so without further ado, why don't we hear it right from the horse's mouth? King, uh, great to chat with you, man. I've had a, I've had a fun time getting to know you thus far and, um, Looking forward to more in the future, but thanks for being on the show. And why don't you kind of give us a breakdown of what you're doing and, and, and how you how you start doing it? Absolutely. Well, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, but yeah, my name is King Randall. I'm the founder of the X for Boys program uh, in Albany, Georgia. Uh, we just had a three year anniversary on January 19th. Uh, so this program teaches boys uh, primarily uh, between the ages of 11 and 17 uh, how to do different skill trades, uh, how to work on cars, work on houses, uh, such as uh, basic automotive repair, uh, like changing oil, changing brakes, uh, even uh, just around the house, uh, home improvement changing ceiling fans, changing toilets, you name it. Uh, this is the things that we try to teach the boys uh, in our area, mainly because there are no major uh, recreational programs for them. Uh, we don't have any rehabilitative programs for juvenile offenders in Southwest Georgia, except for ours. Uh, so we t- I took it upon myself to start taking these children around the country, uh, taking them on different field trips, uh, teaching them uh, different skill trades, uh, helping them learn how to read. Um, our reading levels in the city of Albany are extremely low for seniors that are graduating. And uh, after I started doing my book club uh, with the young men and seeing how many of them couldn't read and write, and these children are in middle and high school, 
um, that, you know, it just made me want to do something different. Um, this is why we're opening the Life Preparatory School for Boys in the city of Albany, Georgia. We'll be open this fall. Um, and we were just able to purchase our first school building uh, back in November. Um, we have a 41,000 square foot school facility. And right now we're working on trying to get it renovated so we can open up this fall. Um, but we're extremely excited about what we're doing. Um, that's kind of, you know, a brief uh, idea of the things that I do for the program um, and how the program is in- impacting the city of Albany. Now, in, in two things I want to focus on. A, this really started from a really organic place, right? Uh, it was just you seeing some need in the community, and you just started off almost like being a big brother and giving some guidance to these guys. And, and it's gotten there. It's, it's gotten to – it's kind of taken on a life of its own from my understanding. And then also one of the things that got me so excited – was it's not just a school. It's like a boarding school, right? And, and one of the conversations you and I had that I was totally in agreement with is that hats <clears throat> off to anybody doing work in the inner cities and helping you know, the most disenfranchised and vulnerable of us. Hats off to anybody who's helping. But there is a problem where if these kids are growing up in a really rough environment, we, we build them up at school and then we send them right back into the same, you know, the same uh, uh, you know, disposal, right? We send them right back into the same uh, a grinder that, 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 that put them there, right? Isn't, isn't that kind of a, a big issue you guys are trying to, trying to address? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, last night uh, we had a parent meeting with some of the parents of the boys in the program, and one of the things I explained to them was a lot of things that I try and teach them when they're around me, they kind of go back home and unlearn it. So I was trying to tell the parents some of the things that they should start paying attention to that their children do um, because they're just so used to them, you know, doing these things the wrong way and nobody ever taught them to, you know, teach their sons the correct way, especially if those children don't have fathers in the home. Um, But a boarding school is extremely important. I believe a lot of just about all their problems are their environment. If we can create a better environment for them, um, have them around wholesome men uh, and have them around people who have their best interests at heart, I believe they could uh, do a whole lot better. Uh, So my my granddad always said, in order to be a man, you got to see a man. And that's um, the biggest thing uh, for us is making sure they're able to see and be around uh, many men uh, in their communities who are doing work and young like myself um, that are helping the community and, and, and giving back. Yeah, no, huge. And I think that's a great one to be a man. You got to see a man. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, I just think about my process growing up and I look at so many of these kids that have no positive role model, right. To track after. And then we wonder right. why we're losing them to, to, to crime. They don't have a template, man. They give them a template. Not at all. And you and I talked about, you know, one of the things, and, and I think it's pointless to sit around and think about this stuff. It's better to get up and be active. But one of the things I remember you and I talking about, even coming from my perspective, how many great money managers and how many great fund managers have been lost due to the fact that they never met one? They didn't know that was a possibility. How much talent have we lost through the cracks? I, I don't even want to think about it, but it gets me excited because the flip side of that is we've got an unbelievable pool of talent and capability that hasn't been tapped yet. I'm excited to see what it can do when it sees a man, right? When it sees a process, right? You, there's got to be some success stories and things like that. G- kind of give us any, as moderate as they are, because I know you haven't been doing this very long. If we get a success story, some of the progress you've seen the kids make. And then also tell the story about how I come came to know of you because I am hardly the most important media outlet you have been on. You've been some important places and met some pretty important people. So give us, give us some success stories or some anecdotal uh, uh, improvements you've seen or, or ways that you've seen some of the kids change. And then also kind of tell us how, how you and I came together in terms of how did I start seeing you? How did I start seeing you shaking the president's hand? <laughs> how, do, how, do, how do all these things happen? Kind of run us through that if you would. Absolutely. Um, well, for, for starters, a lot of the boys uh, make the biggest improvements when they actually come to board at my home. Um, I've actually been boarding students since I was about 19, um, like having them come live at my house um, because a lot of them didn't have anywhere for them to go. And like I said, there are no other rehabilitative programs for juvenile offenders. And I refuse to see some of those children who I started dealing with go back home uh, to child molestation, to starvation, etc. Um, these children become almost like model children uh, once they're around someone who cares and who's trying to show them the correct way. So a lot of these children that you may meet when you do come to visit us, you may not even know some of their charges. You may not know some of their backgrounds, et cetera. But because I have molded them you know, over, over the past two years um, to be such a stand-up young man, you'd never know their story. 
um, you know, some of them Grand Theft Auto, some of them armed robbery, et cetera. But these are children, you know, these are teenagers um, that have changed their lives uh, just based off the things I taught them. And so some of them are, you know, a lot more money oriented and career oriented, you know, just because of some of the things that I taught them, um, you know, standing up a different way, walking a different way, talking a different way, even appearing a different way. Um, so I could give, you know, many of those types of success stories because I've had so many of them come to live uh, at my house. Um, and that's just, that was a, a experience in itself, uh, you know, just having those children, uh, you know, with me every day, having to wake up and make them do their homework and discipline them, etc. And me not being too far off from age from them. Uh, I was 19 and I had 15, 16 year olds living in my house and I was trying to guide them in the right direction. But they would listen because they'd see me, you know, have my own house, I had land and I taught them how to grow their own food and things like that. So, you know, these children are, are, are developing a whole lot. Um, but how you and I came, I think you uh, maybe messaged me on Twitter, I believe that is. Yeah, um, yeah you messaged me on Twitter because um, I know I have a lot of people who who probably heard of the program, but will just watch me for maybe about a year or two just to see how everything goes. And some people have watched me from the beginning, you know, when I didn't even know what a nonprofit was and I didn't know what a LLC was and I didn't know any business stuff when I was just cutting hair and fixing cars trying to support the program, you know, people were watching. Um, so, and that's a beautiful thing. So every time somebody comes and says, I've been watching you for like two and a half years. I've been watching you since the beginning. I've been watching you for a year. I've been watching you three months, you know, and that, that always, you know, uh, helps me out and keeps me going because I never know who's paying attention and you know how important people are. Um, but yeah, I do believe you uh, message me on Twitter. Um, and I know I saw your name. You've been following for a while, um, but you finally messaged me on Twitter and we connected there. And then how did you get to the white house? Um, this was October of 2020, I believe. Um, but that's that's when I originally went viral um, on Twitter. And people started seeing, you know, what we were doing because I originally wasn't really posting on social media uh, what the boys and I in the program were doing. And people started telling me that I should start posting on social media. Um, so that's what I started doing. And I started posting on Twitter and it circulated a little bit. And um, somebody from the White House uh, saw what we were doing, and lo and behold, when the, me and the boys were on the front line at the White House, um, <laughs> unfortunately, the, the president um, was, he had just got diagnosed with COVID at the time. Oh. This is President Trump's, uh, yeah, 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 it was his uh, his term, but uh, he had just got diagnosed with COVID, so we weren't able to see him uh, personally, but we did catch him on the balcony. Uh, of the White House, but the boys enjoyed it. And a lot of those children who came, I took uh, nine or 10 boys. We flew them all to uh, DC, um, all expenses paid, hotel. And a lot of those children had never been on an airplane, never uh, been outside the city of Albany. Um, it was just a beautiful experience for those boys uh, just to be able for their first trip out of out of home to yeah. go to the White House. Um, so it, it was awesome for those children to see. Yeah, and shows them that hey, there is life behind these 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 county limits, right? There's 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 Absolutely. bigger there's bigger things out there, and it's amazing. You know, you and I have compared this, and I've seen it in my own life. I think part of it's just teaching them, hey, if you can pick up a shovel and just start digging, it's amazing where you can get, and you're not limited by Absolutely. where you grew up from, where you came from. Uh, the world is your oyster. So, okay. So if these people, first of all, I, w I would encourage you all to follow him on Twitter and your Twitter handle is at King Randall, right? Mm -mm, it's at new emerging King, <laughs> new emerging King. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. I, yes. Okay. So follow him at new emerging King and where can they learn more about the organization, dig more into it and hopefully, you know, step up and be a contributor where, where can they, where can they go about learning, educating themselves about it and then possibly even contributing. Absolutely. Uh, you can go to the xforboys.org. That's T-H-E, the letter X, F-O-R-B-O-I-S.org. You can go there to see all of our photos, pictures, events. Uh, we have our business review there uh, for people who want to see all of our funding and where it goes. Uh, we have our board directors there. We have all of our galleries of things we've done with the boys. We have videos of our Christmas giveaways, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to go subscribe and uh, get our newsletters, you can do that as well. Uh, everything you need to know about our program will be right there on that website. Fantastic. And then, and then, and I, again, I encourage you guys to keep a, keep an eye out and we're going to have King back on periodically just cause I want some updates, want to provide some more visibility because I think what he's doing is fantastic. And then he and I are actually working on trying to organize a trip. I'm trying to get down there to Albany, Georgia to come see it myself. And, uh, Samel, my wife's going to come with me and, um, and we want to get more, more involved. So we're going to keep working on that. I'll keep you listeners updated on, 
you know, on our process as well. But, um, King, I just can't thank you enough for what you're doing, man. And we want to help support in any way. So if we can ever be a helper, there's a message you want to get out. Don't, uh, don't, don't hesitate reaching out to me. Like I said, we're not Fox news, but, uh, we have a lot of people that I know care about these kinds of things. And they're also generous and kind people. And, um, I think that, I think that to know what you're doing is to support it. So hats off to you, man. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the difference you're making. And, um, think of our, think of us as, uh, as a friend uh, of the, of the program and we want to help and assist. So hats off to you and, and thanks for making time to come on today. Uh, thanks so much, man. I always end every show. I go on uh, with a quote from one of our local hometown hero rappers. His name is Cantrell. He says, obstacles are optical illusions. They're not really there. Jump high anyway. Jump high just in case. I love it. I love it. All right, pal. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us and, and listening to this, uh, what I think is a very important message. And I'd encourage you again to go to the org. Go see what King is doing. Follow him at the Emerging King on Twitter. And... Um, just awesome stuff, pal. Thanks again, and we'll, we'll, we'll have you back on soon for an update. All right. Thanks so much. You bet. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We got to run. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach discuss key investment strategies across several asset classes, not just stocks and bonds. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Are your finances and investments well-positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's free live webinar Thursday, February 24th at 3 o'clock. Zach, what will we learn? Dory, the core of our investment and retirement planning process is protecting portfolios against major losses while still growing assets. In our live webinar, I'll explain how we do it and answer some big questions like, do I have enough to retire? When should I take Social Security? Do I need estate planning or long-term care? And why are investment strategies like the basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio outdated and a risk in today's inflationary environment? Learn how our risk management strategy can protect your retirement. Zach Abraham's free live webinar is 3 p.m. Thursday, February 24th. Space is limited, so reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Thanks for listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. Whether it's preservation of capital or an aggressive growth strategy, every investor needs a clearly defined risk profile. Schedule your free risk review with Zach Abraham now at knowyourriskradio.com. Zach will be back with more Know Your Risk Radio next Saturday at noon on 97.3 Cairo FM and AM 770 KTTH. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.